I'm Jennifer Watts. I'm a friend who likes having friends. On the You Too, Me Too podcast, we talk about friendship, the hows and whys of connecting with others, hear some wisdom from friends, and maybe choose to do a friendship challenge. On this episode, you're going to hear bits of a conversation I have with my friend Graham. Uh, you also get to choose to participate in another friendship challenge. So the other day, uh, my good friend Graham and I had a conversation, and there were bits of that conversation that I thought I would like to share uh, with all of you, because they were interesting and maybe insightful and maybe something to try. Um, this first part of our conversation, he has just finished telling me that he listened to my podcast, which was episode nine, and featured the discussion on the languages of apology, the five languages of apology. So um, we're just going to jump into the conversation here as we had recorded it. And um, yeah, we talk a little bit more about those languages of apology. I, um, the day after I recorded it, one of the girls in a group I'm part of was writing to say she was sorry she was going to miss our next group meeting. And then she said, I'm, I'm, I'm also sorry that this story is so inadequate. <laughs> like, it's not good enough based on what Jen was talking about in the podcast, which, <laughs> Which, which made us all laugh because we're trying to think of, oh, what would have made this story better? Um, I thought it was kind of interesting when I first ever read about that, about the languages of apology. Mm-hmm. That I knew that I didn't like when somebody would say, oh, I'm sorry you're upset. I knew that wasn't didn't resonate as an apology. Yeah, um, I've said and, that so often, like trying to distance myself from the from the problem. I'm sorry you're having a problem. No, Nothing you here. have <laughs> Yeah, it's just sort of this, oh, I knew I didn't like that, but, you know, just that little switch to like, I'm sorry I did this. And just hearing that is like, okay, okay, you know that. We, we both have the same facts now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how it strikes different people. I remember one time apologizing to my sister for something soon after reading the book. And this is a long time ago. And uh, I knew I was really trying to be sincere and say sorry. But then something came to me from that book. And I said, and you didn't deserve that. And at that point, she just wept. Like that was, that was what she needed to hear. Mm. And so it, it was a more powerful sorry in that sense yeah yeah and it really strikes me as like apologies go that (laughs) there's there's a lot of times where like we're feeling the guilt and and the apology is kind of this way that we absolve ourselves of the guilt right and and I was, as I was listening to it this morning, I was curious about that because it was like, if 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 you're not careful, it could potentially be, I absolve myself of the guilt by saying I was wrong, and then it's like, now 
there is a like a disparity and i found that oftentimes um that's been in my relationship that's been kind of like there's a tit for tat so so when you actually acknowledge your um your part in it and your responsibility for how it is then all of a sudden now you've just kind of had this disparity and or at least it feels that way and especially if there's if both people are sharing that same context where it's like yeah now 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 you're here and i'm here right like you're i'm below and then it becomes this tit for tat and so you never want to admit that you're wrong because it always is going to put you in a, in a lower spot mm. mm-hmm. and uh and so it was it, yeah it got me really thinking about like how we how we forgive and and is it forgiveness or is it like, yes, I am right and you're wrong? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I have a friend who, if she apologizes to her husband almost every time, that then becomes his opening to say, yeah, and also, like, it doesn't become this um, place of, of moving forward. It just stays in its and gets worse. Right. So. And it really comes from that place of vulnerability when you say sorry and when you sincerely say sorry and and accept the blame for your role in it. You really are being vulnerable and really hoping that the other is going to meet you at the same place and say, no, no, I shouldn't have blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and then you've become equal. Like there isn't that disparity, but it's hard to be vulnerable like that if they're not going to meet you in that same place. Mm-hmm. So there was more that Graham and I talked about um, around the languages of apology, but those were sort of some of the bits I thought that you'd like to hear. Uh, And now um, Graham asked me a question. So I know the audio on this recording is a little tinny um, because of how Graham and I had to record it. He's in the United States and I'm here in Canada. And uh, so we did our best to record using Zoom. Um, but what he says in this next section is he asks me, what am I hoping that people will get out of the friendship challenges? Okay, here we go. What do you want people to get out of the friendship challenge? Oh, I want them to get a little, just a little nudge to like, oh, I could do that and sort of expand their friendship. Like, I think so many friendships stay the same. Like, they're, you know, they're great and they, you have your own sort of life trials and stuff. But I think there's this a little nudge in doing something, that little project or naming your group or doing a sort of 30 day something together just gives the opportunity to sort of expand. It's like like me asking you that question at the beginning. It's just sort of like, in case this sort of, like, let's just start right away and like, okay, expand that. That's something to know about you. That's extra information. Or, And I think it, by having the challenge that they can choose, it sort of is a little tiny way of expanding it if they're not going to do it themselves initially. That's so cool. I see mm-hmm. so much opportunity for people in that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to do, we had to, we wanted to do premarital counseling and there was a number of things that they asked then that were, they weren't like friendship challenge things. They were more, you know, have you thought about having kids or 
what would you do if this happened or and it helped us because we weren't coming up with that stuff on our own you know and then you have this question you're like oh well we'll have to talk about that it's helpful yeah sure kind of like prompts yeah to start something going yeah exactly Graham asked me another question and has a great friendship challenge idea. With your podcast, do you have like a set, like this is what we're going to talk about today or like a schedule or is it a um, kind of just a whatever happens, happens? I Well, every each week after I've done the podcast, then... Uh, that's on Tuesday night and I submit it and it's gone, then usually soon after, like an hour after, I'm already looking for, okay, what's going to be the main info bit for the next week? Which book, which study, so that I can start reading that and preparing that and getting ideas. But the um, if I can notice through the week with friends or situations that there'll be a good opportunity to talk about then that subject then that's kind of what I watch for. And then the friendship challenge usually just comes up at some point during the week. Somebody says something or does something, and I think, oh, that'd be good. So it sort of starts with that initial, like, okay, what's the topic for next week? But I don't really have a flow of, like, what next week's going to be or the week after that. Mm-hmm. Or sort of what's hitting me then in the moment. Yeah. I was thinking of a, a good friendship challenge would be to have a Zoom call with your friend, record it, and then post it. I'm still here. Phew. Oh. To have a Zoom call, I missed you. To have a Zoom call. Yeah, have a Zoom call with a friend, record it, and then post it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. And just decide to talk about something like that you both either don't know about or maybe really care about or want to learn about. So then you'd have to go do some research on it Uh, and just decide on a topic and then talk about it. That's really fun, especially right now where, you know, it's tricky to get out and be, but to have that kind of planned. Oh, I really like that idea. And you could post it like you were mentioning on Instagram. Or, yeah. I don't know, whatever else is out there. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. 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 I like that. It's kind of, um, I think even the process of coming up what you would, coming up with what you'd be talking about would be uh, relationship building. Like, what about this? Oh, I'm not really interested in that. But what about that? Oh, yeah, that, but plus this. Yes. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of a neat yeah. Okay, I'm going to use that. Can I use that? I'm going to use You can it. use it. Okay, so great idea from Graham. Pick a topic with a friend, something you're passionate about, something you both don't know anything about, research it, set up a Zoom or a FaceTime call, uh, discuss, record it, and post it. I'd love to hear some of the bits of your conversations, like if you're posting to Instagram. Uh, That'd be great. Anyway, have fun with it. Well, that's it for episode 11. 
I'd love to hear from you if you've tried any of the friendship challenges and how that went. Or if you have any questions, drop me a line. You can find me on Instagram at u2.me2 or send me an email at u2me2 at shaw.ca. I'd like to thank my friend Graham. Graham, you're changing my life. I'd also like to thank my son, Anzi J. Watts, for the podcast's original music. If you liked this podcast, please tell a friend. Tell a friend. Also, if you subscribe to the podcast, then it'll let you know when the next episode's ready. And subscribing doesn't cost anything. This has been You Too, Me Too, and I'm Jennifer Watts. Thank you for being a friend. This has been wonderful. Thank you for having me on your show. My pleasure. Totally. I'm excited to hear the 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 next podcast and to to continue yeah. listening. You got some great stuff going on, Jen. Thanks. And um you can apologize to Chris for all the paparazzi that's gonna be around your house after this podcast hits. Yeah, I know. Um do you have any any tips on how to deal with that? Yeah, I would say you need to get definitely blackout blinds so they can't tell if you're home or not when the light's on. Okay. Should I hire a chauffeur? Mm, See what the pace is. And, you know, if you need to go out, it's still COVID. If you really need to go out, I would get a chauffeur. Otherwise, just get things delivered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Graham. See you later. Bye. Bye.